Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Okay, cool. Blog Talk Radio. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Once again, it's Tuesday night, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That can only mean one thing. It is time for Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12, Kyle, and this is Dead End Sports. <clears throat> I want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You know what it is. You know we know sports, so we want to thank you once again for tuning in to the show. Uh, tonight, we're going to bring you football, 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 and more football. I am joined by my esteemed co-hosts. You've heard them on here on Dead End Hip Hop. My boys, fellas, fellas, what's going on? Say what's up to BZ and my man Ken. Fellas, what's going on? What's up, man? What's going on? What's happening? Y'all all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <clears throat> Y'all ready to talk some football, man? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready, man. I, I'm actually, <laughs> you know, just watching, you know, everything um, Sunday uh, and then last night, of course, I've, I've kind of been ready to talk about this because last week when we, uh, with the pilot episode, you know, only saw like the, the second half of the games in that night, that game, the game that night, and then, of course, Monday Night Football. So I didn't really get a chance to watch like a full day of football. So yesterday was like my first time watching a full day of football. So. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really ready to get started uh, tonight, and we'll we'll, we'll see where where this goes. <laughs> what about you, B? How, how are you feeling about the football season thus far? Where's B? B, are you still there? I don't know. I'm still showing his number on here. You hear me? Okay, there we go. B, is that you? Okay. Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, you know what? I had a four. I, I had a four hundred four up. Maybe that's maybe that's just calling somebody listening. Okay, there we go. Seven seven zero. I got you beat. What's going on, man? You, you ready to talk some football, man? Yeah, yeah. I'm ready to talk some football. I'm ready to talk some football, some fantasy football, college football, and I don't want to hear nothing from Ken today, which I know I am. <laughs> he's, turned, he's turned up already, just off of. Off of his so-called victory yesterday against me in fantasy football. Oh, so I, I, you know, yeah, we yeah. got to talk. We got to talk yeah. fantasy. You guys yeah. are playing. You guys, y'all, y'all in that fantasy real hard this year, man. Oh, we yeah, got to yeah. talk. <laughs> well, first oh, and foremost, I want to thank you all for tuning in to Dead End Sports, man. We're talking football, football, football. Make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend about the most interactive and the best show right here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, make sure that you also follow the show. The show has its own Twitter page, at Dead End Sports. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started on tonight's show. Um, I guess we'll start with the uh, – let, let's, start, let's start with college football. Um, <clears throat> one of the biggest uh, – actually, the, the biggest game year to date <laughs> was the, uh, the showdown in uh, College Station, Texas, this past weekend with uh, Alabama going up against uh, Texas A&M. Um, the, the, the highly heralded defending uh, Heisman Trophy candidate, uh, Johnny Manziel, uh, going up against that vaunted Alabama defense, uh, Nick Saban, head coach. Um, Alabama came out on top, but it was, you know, the game wasn't one-sided. It, it actually, for, for a second, it looked like the game was going to get out of hand, and uh, Manziel yeah. rallied the troops and they came back. 
Um, so I'll start with you first, Ken. What, what what did you take away from that game? I took away um, – what I got from that game was Manziel is probably a little bit better than I, I, I thought he was mm-hmm. um, because Alabama's defense is for real. We're talking about SEC, and I know um, – that that's the conference that they play in, and they need to be able to play with them. But they put up 42, 42 points against Alabama, and there was really nothing that Alabama could do to really stop him other than that 35 to nothing nothing onslaught that they went on. And um, if, if Manziel didn't make those two key errors, I think they would have had a chance to beat Alabama again. Yep. And um, it, it's just that their defense can't stop us if we were out there playing on the football field, and I think that's their problem. But other than that, man, if it wasn't for Manziel, this thing probably would have been a 49-14 victory for them. But, you know, Alabama whooped their ass just like I thought they would. You know, Manziel right. was just good enough to make the game appear to be closer than it actually was. But, um, but yeah, man, uh, so, salute to Manziel, man. I, I didn't think he had that in him. What about you, V? Yeah, yeah, I agree because for them to, to for them to score twenty one points in the fourth quarter alone, when I thought the game was pretty much a wrap, says a lot about you know Texas A and M offense and, and, and Johnny Football. So, you know, people before the season, even before that game, people were just like, oh yeah, you know Johnny Football, he gonna get slaughtered by Alabama defense, and you know he's not really that good. They are gonna be out for revenge. Even I was thinking that last week. I was like, well, you know they. Alabama gonna be off a of blood. This is this is you know they gonna they gonna get Johnny Football. But what he showed me was his resilience, man. I was just like, dude, dude, dude is good, man. Like I said, he's good as advertising. For them to, to do that, like like Ken said, for them to do that against that Alabama defense, and for, for them to still score twenty one points in the fourth quarter alone was like, I think that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah, I, I agree, man. I, I was, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> and it's hard for me to root for Alabama. Um, but I, I just I didn't like the the prefer I'll, I'll be the first to admit I didn't like the preferential treatment I felt like the NCAA gave Johnny Manziel um, with this whole autograph pay you know issue or whatever and um, so I kind of came into the game hoping that Alabama was gonna you know take it to him and I was like I really don't know if he's I, and I, I saw the I remember the game last year and he went berserk and um, you know and I, I just kind of. You know, for lack of a better term, I was hating. <laughs> 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 you know, in order for me to try to dress it up, I was hating. Okay, but um, you know, the more the the more and more I watched it, I was very impressed. Um, you know, he every and everybody knows, and 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 everybody kept all the the experts kept saying, well, you know, you give Nick Saban two weeks to prepare. You know, he's going to have a defense prepared for them, and I mean, just from the onset. Manziel found he found the mismatches as far as that corner uh, that I don't I can't remember the name of the left corner and he kept picking on him with that big receiver that they have and yeah. they just kept exploiting that that matchup and I was I was impressed with his poise in the pocket uh, you could kind of tell that Alabama was talking trash but he didn't you know other than uh, other than you know a little jab jack jaw jacking back and forth. You know, really wasn't out of control. You know, he seemed to be poised. He, he never, even when they got down, you know, and, and much like B, I, I mean, I was ready to turn the game off. They were down by 21 points. But, you know, something said, okay, well, hang, you know, because in college football, you never know what can happen. Um, I was just impressed that he didn't quit and didn't, and, you know, and, and almost rallied the troops to come back, you know, for for another victory. So um, he, he, left, he left me very impressed, that despite what I thought about him going into the game. As far as I, I really didn't like the way in the first game that he kind of brushed off his coach uh, Kevin Sumlin, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know when they had a confrontation on the sideline. Um, but he, he's the real deal. He's as good as advertised, and you know I I can't hate on him anymore. I just can't. I mean because he no, he definitely can't. showed up to play. And yeah, I think that that tight end you talking about was uh, Cameron Clear, that six six dude. Yeah, he was killing him, killing yeah. uh, Alabama's yeah. cornerback. That's, that's what you are talking about, Cameron Clear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. and the other guys, uh, Mike Evans. Mike Evans had yeah, a Mike monster Evans. game. Yep, Mike Evans had right. another monster game. He was killing. Yeah, he was killing that Alabama defense, which is like I was like, damn. So, yeah, I, don't I, think I, he, I didn't think when when Mike Evans caught that ball when Manziel, because it seemed like Manziel was just like, you know what, fuck it. And he just tossed the ball up there to Mike Evans <laughs> right. from yeah, the okay. end zone. 
And Mike Evans yeah. snatched that shit down, and then he he took off. But it, it kind of took him a minute to get his wheels going. You know, once he hit the ground, I was like, oh, yeah, they, they're going to walk him down. But they couldn't right. catch him. You know, and they always like to do – I don't know, Manziel is funny to me when he when he plays, but um, because I don't know how he manages to escape out of all of this shit, man. It just seems unreal. And it seems like every time I watch him play, all I can hear in my head was whoop. It seems like a cartoon, and then he just throws the ball up, and somehow somebody mm-hmm. manages to catch it. Man, it seemed it, like right. he was just closing his eyes and just throwing it up for grabs. I swear, it just right. like he was just closing it like, 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 like a backyard ball. Yeah, yeah, backyard football. <laughs> oh, that's a perfect analogy. Backyard football. That's actually yeah, he's like he's just playing backyard football. Um, I think uh, I, th- I think that that was one of the things that kind of stood out to me was just the ability to and, and you guys know I mean we all play sports you know what a coach will say can you make a play can we make a play mm-hmm. when we need to make a play and and he made plays um, I guess the, the the next question I have for you guys is and I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves but I, I want to just kind of touch on this because I heard you know some of the national uh, media talking about it so I, I figured we should touch on it as well. How do you think this will translate for Johnny Manziel on the next level, taking it to the NFL, or do you even see him as a pro prospect? I'll start with you first, B. Do you think Manziel can make it to the NFL? If so, do you think he gets drafted? Do you think he goes free agent route? What do you think his future holds for him? I think he's going to get, I think he's going to get drafted, especially I think if he's close to that Heisman race again. That's, mm-hmm. that's going to give him enough to get drafted. I think – with any college sports, I think, you know, basketball included and football, I think it just depends on the system and the team you go to to be successful. Right. Some some college, you know, some college players we've seen in football and basketball, they do well in college. But when they go to that particular pro team, it might not be that system that fit them, and then they might not blossom right away. So, you know, it just I think for Johnny football, it just depends on which team. I can't think of a team off the top of my head where he can go to where I think he'll fit, but he just have to go to that right team that that would be like, okay, this is the system that works for you and for him to blossom. Because I mean, he has an arm. I mean, you know, he has he has athleticism to to excel in the football league, you know, in the NFL. But it's just like you don't know what system he might go to. You know, if he might get jerked around or whatever. You know, all, a lot of you know a lot of so called good college quarterbacks always it happens to him. So that's what I think. What about you, Ken? I don't know. I, I, you know, somebody took a chance because you know what? What doesn't? Okay, so there are a couple of things that that help him, and there are some things that hurt him. So one of the things that help him is Russell Wilson, because I think okay. he's probably and, and Cape as well, and and of course RG three. I think they're kind of prototypes on the type of offense he can run. And um, and I'll credit Skip Bayless. And I heard Skip Bayless say this. He said that a, a read option offense like Chip Kelly will be kind of ideal for Manziel because they can see him running something like that. But I think what hurts him is 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 kind of like um, I, I want to say Tebow in in a sense because because Tebow kind of even though he's a better thrower than Tebow. But I think there's so much that follows Manziel off the field that it kind of gets in the way of him on the field, and it becomes a distraction for teams. So if if teams are willing to take that chance with him, they'll draft him. If they're unwilling, they'll draft him early. If they're unwilling to take a chance with him, and he just so happens to fall to them in the later round, then of course you know he'll enter the league, and he'll, you know he'll probably just have to play to make the team or something like that. So, um, but yeah, so I, I I think somebody will take a chance on him. I don't think you can you can pass him up. You know what, man? I, I, I've been I've been going back and forth with this one because I I just it's just and it it, it kind of goes back to what you just said. I mean, you know, does the Tebow factor help him? Does it hurt him? You know, will he? You know, because he he really can't. You know, unlike Tebow, I don't think that he can play another position. Um, and I think, you know, he – now, the one thing that, that I did see on Saturday, his arm is a lot stronger than what I remember last year. I mean, like, he was – he was even some of the throws that he was making to that big receiver, man, I mean, those, those – the fade route was on point. He was hitting yeah. guys, you know, coming out of the breaks on the, on the out routes. And, and, and so I think – and he's not, a, he's not a big guy to start with. 
Um, I'm a little leery about quarterbacks running around in the NFL. It's just, you know, <laughs> even the best of them, you know, the Vicks, the Kaepernicks, the RG3s, the Russell Wilsons, you know, you, you want to see those guys get yardage, but you also want to see them get down, too, because you don't want them to take any type of extra hits or extra punishment that they don't necessarily have to take. You know, so whether or not it translates to the NFL, I, to be honest, fellas, I really don't know. I mean, I, but I think... I think he'll definitely get a shot. Now, I heard somebody say, I think it was uh, uh, Mike Greenberg today said on uh, on Mike and Mike, he said he thinks he'll go as high as the second round. I don't know about that. I, I think, you know, he he's probably a guy you probably roll the dice on, um, you know, maybe third or fourth four round, maybe fourth yep, or fifth round, you know, where you're not really, you know, putting too much into him or what have you. Um, <clears throat> I just don't know about that, but... Uh, but I, I could definitely see him, you know, getting a shot. You know, unless he unless he does something to just piss people off. <laughs> right, <laughs> if he does something right. to piss people off, then no. But um, you know, if he keeps his nose clean and everything like that, I think he'll definitely get a shot at the at, at the NFL. Especially, especially if we kind of get drafted to a team that has like a veteran, crafty quarter, quarter right. like like Aaron Rodgers or something like someone he can kind of glue him under for like maybe two years or three years and then, you know. But in today's NFL, heck. They want the right now, so they don't want it. It's like if they draft you, they don't want you to be developed. They want you to come in and 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 win right away. So you know, right into the you know in today's NFL, so it kind of be hard. I gotta, I want to bring this up because I think I was talking to Ken about this. Oh my god, is Oregon really that good? Like, or are they just playing the teams <laughs> right now? Because they are like that's a fast team. Like they score fifty points. In what three quarters? Like it just wasn't nothing. Like and I was like, is, is Oregon really that good? I just, I, I, I was confused. I was just like, what is going on here? This like what the second or third time they didn't kick some, kick some ass like really quick and easy. I'm, I'm wondering, is Oregon really that good? Is advertised? You know what, man? I, I think they are, but it's kind of, it's kind of hard to say. And I think Oregon probably catches a little flag, especially you know we have what we call uh, East Coast bias. I mean, to be honest, unless yeah. you're Unless you're a, a, an alum of the Pac-10, or you're just, a, or you're from the West Coast, or something like that. I mean, outside of USC, how much Pac-10 football are we really watching? You know, I mean, I, <laughs> you know, I, I may if it's on, I'll watch it, but I'm not. You know, it's not something that I seek out each week. Um, but I like watching Oregon. I, I like the uniforms. You know, yeah, that's crazy. I can't look. When I watch Oregon, it's for the uniforms. I'm like, well, let me let me check exactly. them out. But then when, exactly. I, when um, I see them just know, so, up points. Like a video game, I, 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 I think they're as good on. as advertised, man. It's just it's, it's going to be hard for them because I think, you know, they Oregon has purposely not, you know, kind of drawn a, you know, unlike the ACC, those Pac-10 schools, they they don't want to play SEC schools during the season, uh, even in the beginning of the season because you know the it'll affect their ranking and everything like that. But I think if they take a, a page out of the the ACC's book and go ahead and get some of those games, and I think. It becomes a little bit easier for them because if you don't see that kind of, and we all know, you see that kind of speed and and and, and quickness and strength that you see in the SEC, and you you don't see it until a, your bowl game. Well, by then it's probably too late. Um, yeah. But I, I ask yeah. your question, man. I, I think they're as good as advertised. I, I think they're a the real deal. I think uh, right now, I think they're ranked number two. I could, I, I really don't see them getting. I think you know uh, UCLA is going to give them a run. USC, Stanford, we'll hang it up for a little while. Um, yeah. But um, but I, I think they're as good as advertised. What, what, what do you think about them, Ken? I think we are seeing the same Oregon team we've seen in, in the last few years. I mean, they always beat the shit out of people, and then as the season go on, they have the, the one or two loss, the one loss that prevent them from going to the national championship, other than the one time they did go and it ended up ultimately losing that game. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't buy into Oregon because. They're all about points and point production. I never really see a defense with them. And unless you can right. stop somebody or, or unless you can run with the SEC, I, I just don't know if, if I'll buy into you. Granted, they what, they beat um, um, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. Team. Yeah, they beat yeah. Tennessee, which is an <laughs> team. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not completely sold on them because Tennessee, has, they, didn't, they haven't really played anybody. And then the first team they played, they played the number the the second ranked team in, in college football, and they got their ass smacked. So um, I don't know, man. I, I'll see how they perform against UCLA, Washington, Stanford, some of these other tougher opponents um, as as their schedule progresses. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It, it's, it, it, you know, they're going to have to show and prove, and they know that. And I think that's the that's been the knock on them. And until they, you know, get over the proverbial hump and do something in a bowl game, you know, that's that's going to be the case. Because let's let's just say that they run the table and Alabama runs the table, and they meet in the uh, national championship game. Then you know, I, I don't think Oregon can. I, they as much as they score and everything like that, I just don't know that they can beat a team like Alabama. You know, could they beat you know one of the kind of middle ground SEC teams or one of the lesser known ACC teams of course but uh, as far as running neck and neck with the big dogs I don't know I just you know Pac-10 football just, and I try not to have that Pac-10 bias that West Coast bias but um, uh, you it's know hard. it's just it's hard <laughs> yeah it just got to show me something <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to Dead End Sports I, I am your host Dwarf Kyle we got my man Beasy and my man Ken on the line with we actually not just listen to the show be a part of the show participate in tonight's discussion uh, we're posting their questions on Facebook as well as Twitter. Retweet them. Uh, make sure that you follow the show at Dead End Sports. Um, let's let's talk about some of the some of the the, the other uh, best and worst things of of the week. Um, I, one of the worst things I saw as far as and, and I'm going to stay with college football. Uh, Bo Pelini, uh, the head coach at Nebraska, um, he has oh. come under fire. Uh, he just oh. recently. Uh, there was some information. Some uh, actually, there was an interview that he said it was. It was some things that he said off the record, and this was something that he was said. I think two years ago. Uh, well, he said it off the record, and he didn't know it was being recorded. And somehow, and Bo Pelini's under a lot of hot water right now in in Nebraska. Uh, the team isn't is as successful as they had been in the past, um, and so this interview mysteriously leaks. <laughs> yes, like so in a, other words, like somebody's out there dry sitting. Like right, like so, a secret recording. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like that Mitt Romney forty-seven percent comment just came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, my question to you guys, uh, and, and you guys know the we all are about the same age, so we we know about the and Nebraska's not nearly where they used to be as far as their where they are in, as far as the national picture. Um, do you think, but this with this latest scandal of, of of you know bad press and bad ink, and just having a kind of rough season already, do you think Bo Pelini can survive? I'll start with you, B. Uh, I mean, it's all about winning, man. Winning will forget everything. Winning, <laughs> winning will soothe everything. If 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 he can bounce back and, and they can turn around and just be like a and probably clear out and win the rest of their games and everything, or have a shot to win at a bowl. I mean, I can see this getting swept under the rug. But say he loses okay. about maybe six, six, you know, five, six, seven in a row <laughs> or something like that. Oh, yeah, that'd be going at his head. I'm telling you, because winning soothes everything. Winning, well, you will forget everything if you're winning. And then you're bringing money into the university. That's that's what I think. That's, that's what I've always seen witness happen most of the time. It's like, if you're winning, hey, okay, well, you know, he made a mistake. You know, da, da, right. <laughs> yeah, let, let them let them start losing some games. Oh yeah, they're gonna be going at his head. They're gonna be coming at him. They're gonna be coming at him quick. It depends on if he's winning or not. That's all that is. Um, well, he can't allow his teams. To give up what thirty-one points in the second half of um, of a game anymore this year, um, like like he did against UCLA, which keep in mind they are the the sixteenth ranked team uh, in college football, and Nebraska's not ranked. And granted, they were up big on that team, but it just took UCLA away to uh, you know some time to get going. And once they got going, that was it. And Right. Let's just face it, Nebraska was just overmatched. You know, they played Southern Miss and some other squad, and, and they won those games. But, um, you know, UCLA is, is different. They're, they're in a different different class. Mm-hmm. Can he keep his job after this? Uh, obviously, whoever leaked that tape had one purpose, and that was to to get rid of the guy because they, they don't like what has taken place in Nebraska up to this point. I think they'll deal with this from a PR perspective for now and do and say all of the things that they need to say. But it goes back to what what, what B was just saying. He has to win. Mm-hmm. And yep. and if he doesn't win and if he doesn't improve upon the nine wins that he's averaged so far this year, well, since he's been there, yeah, he's, he's going to go, man, because other people will call for his head. Because now all of a sudden, here's what happened when that tape leaked. 
Now you know what he really thinks about you. So now right. all of a sudden you're looking at this guy, you're like, okay, so this is what you're saying when I'm not around. You right. know, you say all, everything that I want to hear that I need to hear in my face, which is great, which is great. But I know how you really feel about me, and when you know how a person really feel about you, you got you you don't look at them the same, and you don't treat them right. the same, and you don't you know you know what I'm saying. So I think if he if he continues to lose if he loses any more games, he'll probably be, he'll, he'll be out because you can't trust him. He talks shit about you behind your back. You don't want, you don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you you hit the nail on the head, man. You hit the nail on the head, and, and I, I think it goes back to what you said and what B said. It winning solves everything, and I think yep. uh, you know. And, and there, you know, I, I even heard her. I, I saw that he made a comment um, that the legendary quarterback Tommy Frazier uh, from the uh, early uh, early '90s fame, um, you know, national championship winner. Uh, Tommy Frazier said something about uh, you know he felt like there should be there should be a change on defense, and basically said, okay. He should get rid of his coordinators or, or what have you. And and Bo Pelini's response was, well, if he feels that way, we don't need him. And, I mean, you, you got to you gotta be careful when you're, you know, kind of, excuse me, lashing out against, uh, you know, your, 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 your former players and everything because they, they are the backbone in which the, the program was built. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And like you said, Ken, now people, I mean, this, this, I just find it interesting that this tape just randomly pops up, you know, now that he's in hot water. So we'll – We'll definitely see how how it plays out. Um, right now, we're talking about the best and the worst of the, this past week. You guys got anything that you uh, that you saw that that you want to add to the conversation? Uh, for like best and worst, uh, mm-hmm. I get to the worst later. But um, <laughs> I guess the, I mean I guess the, one of the best I guess you can say was that um, UCLA comeback. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> ran a table against, and, you know, we just got to be talking about how they just ran a table and scored those many consecutive points and just to come back against UCLA. When I saw some of that game, when I was coming back from playing ball, I saw caught, like, the second quarter and the rest and, and beyond, and I was like, oh, Nebraska about to pull this out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, okay, touchdown, UCLA. Oh, touchdown, UCLA. Oh, wait a minute, it's tie game. Oh, wait, they up by two touchdowns. Like, dang. So it was just kind of like a – I'm thinking the game was over to where, wait a minute, UCLA freaking won this game. So I, I think that comeback win is one of the highlights I can think of. Um, and then another one, um, Aaron Rodgers, he had an out-of-body experience uh, Sunday. Oh, yeah. Uh, balled out. Yeah, he, 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 like, balled out crazy. With four interceptions, I mean, four touchdowns, over 400 and, what, like, 20-some yards and no interceptions, and you got a W. So, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is definitely, and I, and I, and he's, I, I consider him one of the elite quarterbacks in the league anyway, so. He, he he did his thing. What about you, Ken? You know what? My my worst of of the week has to go to um Carolina. And okay. I am a big time <laughs> Cam Newton fan. I, re- I, I I rooted for Cam when he was in Auburn. I, I thought the mm. guy was was just fantastic, and I and I love what he did because when he came to the NFL, he proved that it wasn't just against you know college players. He proved that he could play in this league. And um, but these last two years just haven't 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 really gone his way. Mm-hmm. And he's he, he's been the direct cause of some of those, especially last year. I think he had a fumble. You know, and right. that ultimately cost him the game against, I think it was Atlanta he was playing. And um, he just can't seem to make those fourth quarter plays that he needs to make as a playmaker and a leader of that team. I know you look at the coaching, and, and I think there was a fourth and one or, or something like that, and the coach opted to kick the field goal. And, you know, they lost because he didn't go for it and try to seal, seal the deal or whatever. Right. You know, but which was a bad coaching decision. But at the same time, that defense, you know, you're basically saying, look, we're going we're gonna to spot you six. We just need you to not allow a touchdown. And then they're going to make a silly-ass penalty mm-hmm. to ultimately cost the game. And then you blow the coverage oh, <laughs> in the end zone. Oh, my God. I mean, he was just standing there having a cup of coffee, just chilling, waiting for the ball to come. Wide out. open. Wide yeah, open. come on. No, Carolina, worst. Worst of this week. Worst, clearly. Yeah, you just down. nah. You, you, yeah, that cannot happen. Ken, you sound like you had money on that game, man. But you know what, man? It's just I'm looking at this. I'm like, man, you guys just can't get it right. 
It's like when it's going when it's when it's going against you, it really is. Like it, it, right. and, and and it's unfortunate because I like Cam Newton, but that that organization is just. It has a dark cloud over it for whatever reason. Because you got this quarterback, he can he can scramble, he can throw the ball, but you're not you're not putting talent around him. You are wasting some of his better years. It's hard to win when you only have a 38, 30 something year old Steve Smith running around thinking he's twenty something. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. He has no talent. D'Angelo Williams, we all what? What is he doing now? Nothing. When, 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 when he's healthy, he's good. Yeah, when, whenever, whenever he's healthy. Is. You know what I'm saying? So he, you have no running back. The draft has taken place the last two years. I don't see any of the draft picks, you know, contributing to the team at all. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that whole organization—it's not just Cam because Cam is there, but you're not giving him anybody. That can help him win, and you're not giving the coach clearly anybody on defense or offense that can help him with this job. So, Carolina worst of the week. And, and, they are go, and, 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 the, and the buzzers are already circling it. They're calling for Ron Rivera's head. So you know it, it's and it doesn't get any easier with the 0 and 2 Giants coming in uh, coming into Charlotte this weekend. So you know somebody. Yeah. They're 0 and 2. The Giants 0 and 2. You know, you, you're talking about two desperate teams this weekend. So somebody's going to be leaving Panther Stadium Sunday afternoon 0 and 3. And you know, if it's Ron Rivera, I, I think Tom Coughlin has you know earned a little bit of you know leeway with the Giants organization. Ron Rivera hasn't. So you know, it it, it could be you know it could be time for a coaching change or or, or, where, or to the point where players start to tune him out if they haven't already. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, you are listening to Dead End Sports right now. We're going to jump into the fantasy football recap. Well, I'm wait, wait, well, hey, Kyle, well, <laughs> hold, hold on a second. <laughs> hold on a second. Let me give a shout-out to my best performance of, of this week, besides myself. Um, Seattle. Right. Seattle just beat the shit out of San Francisco. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no question. <laughs> and I, I didn't see that shit coming at all. Now, Richard Sherman's an asshole. I think we all know that by now. But right. you, when you go on the when – you, when you step on the field and you back it up with your play, and the way he shut down Bolden, thankfully, yep. you know, I, I, he, he's one of my favorite players of, of, of last week because thanks to him <laughs> – <laughs> I will be ass last week football. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So shout out to Seattle for adding on to my worst of the list, which includes San Francisco, which includes Colin Gore, whatever his name, Kaepernick, Bolden. Yeah, uh Gore. Throw his ass in there too nine fifteen <laughs> goddamn yards. But yeah, oh, Richard man. Sherman, man. Shout out to Richard Sherman because he shut Bolden ass yeah, down. Now, technically, technically, Ken, Ken only beat me by three points in the, the <laughs> dead hip hop league. He didn't beat my ass. Uh, he's just he's just happy because he was on a roll and he just so happened to beat me. And he beat another rival in another fantasy league that that we played against. <sighs> I mean, that he played against that he can't stand, but he always talks shit. But he always loses, and Ken's so happy to beat him. Okay, yeah, because he, he just turned up, man. He just turned up right now. Just a little bit, because I, I, you know what, you know what, Kyle, I won't lie. I, I thought that I was, I was gonna wake up today and look at a, at a bunch of 0 and 2 teams, and um, mm-hmm. that that wasn't, gonna, you know, going to sit well with me, especially after um, Kellen Winslow went out there and just did absolutely nothing, thanks to Joe oh, yeah, Smith on, on, on Thursday. Yeah, but you know, and but <laughs> Jared Cook, who I was playing against against Trap Stars, didn't do shit either, well, and neither did his know. whole squad. And the guy was talking so much shit, and I beat the shit out of him. And okay. uh, yeah. and, and, I, and I and I feel good about that. I, I sure did. I told you I was gonna whoop his ass, B. I just wanted you to did. beat your ass, but I wanted to whoop his ass. <laughs> Man, what saves can't beat me by three points. What saves him? Was Jimmy Graham went crazy for him, man. Jimmy Graham yeah, went yeah. nuts yeah, for him. Yeah, that's game. what saved Ken. Yes, that's what saved Ken. What, and what <laughs> messed me up was I had Cook. I had Cook playing, and Cook then he only gave me one point. Aaron Rodgers did his business. He did it. He did his due. But, of course. But uh, Trent Richardson, he 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 been playing kind of below, a little bit below average, man. It's like, come on, Trent, you you a first round draft pick, and you kind of playing 
below the but I mean he's doing all right, but he's not giving me, you know, fourteen, fifteen points that I would want him to give me. And he's giving me seven and eight points, man. I don't want you to give me that. And Ken had I think somebody else Foster had a decent day for him, and um, Griffin yeah. gave Griffin ended up giving him thirty one points, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm about to beat Ken because Griffin started out having a horrible game, and then yeah, 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 RG three started off. Yeah, really he, he ended up he ended up with thirty one points. I was pissed. I'm like, man, that them three points right there, that's what did it. That's what did it because Aaron Rodgers gave me forty six points. He balled for me. Okay, so let, let me let me let me ask you guys a question uh, as as regards to fantasy football. And how you watch football Because fantasy football has changed the way I mean let's just keep it real Fantasy football yeah. has changed the way that we all watch football uh, If yeah. you listen to the first show You guys know I'm not playing this year uh, So I, I, you know, so that's one less gray hair for me um, But B is a Detroit Lions fan And Ken is a Raiders fan <laughs> Excuse me So my question to you is Do you find that it makes your Sundays You know do you find yourself being more concerned With your team being successful Meaning the respective Lions and the Raiders, or you're more concerned about your fantasy team winning? Uh, fantasy team winning. Cause, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love, don't get me wrong now, I love the Lions, but, you know, when you got stuff on, when you got money on the line and stuff like that, oh, it's like, okay, the, you know, the money, the money come first. Lions not paying me. So, I, you know, I'm going to root for y'all and still root for y'all until the day I die. But right. I'm going up against... When I'm going up against homies that I got to talk to on a regular basis and I got to see faces and talk to at work or talk to, you know, outside of work and talk to, you know, talk to my boys in Detroit and stuff, oh, no, I want to win fantasy football. If, if I'm going against somebody against Calvin Johnson, I'm like, well, I hope Calvin Johnson kind of have a sucky day today because <laughs> I'm going against you in fantasy football. You know what I'm saying? So wow. I, I'm being honest. I mean, I, I got to go for my fantasy squad because certain, you know, it's just like that's Hey, that's why I'm putting my money and in, in, in my time and effort in being a good GM man. You know what I'm saying? So I got to go with that. The <laughs> kid feel me. You know what I'm saying? I got to go with that. What about you? It's kid? one of the reasons why I, I'm, I'm ready to retire. Because <laughs> I'm ready to retire. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know what it is? It's, it's like they put up that ticker at the bottom of the fucking screen. And all you do, at least I do, is spend, I'm, I'm sitting here watching this thing, thing like I'm watching a tennis match, just like I'm eating, like I'm eating fucking corn, sitting here watching this damn game, watching that ticker go from side to side, from you know left to right. I mean, from yeah, and it, it, it right to left, and and the shit annoys the fuck out of me because I can't even watch the fucking game because they put up all these damn scores and stats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm like, man, fuck this ticker, man. Get this shit off. Like, you know what I might do? I might just put up some damn electric <laughs> electric tape at the bottom of my screen. <laughs> so I don't have There's to no look at that thing. shit. Don't look at it. Just look at your phone. I can't, I, I be. I can't. It's, it's white. It's in white. The shit's right there yeah. in my goddamn yeah. face it, 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 all the time. It's pretty much unavoidable at this point now. Oh, uh. man. It's not that bad, Ken. It's not that. It's not that bad. I'm looking at the game, man. You know, I, I, and I, I'm looking at my phone, or my iPad every now and then, checking that. You know, on the app, on the Yahoo and the ESPN app, looking at my squad. But that's about it. I, I mean, the ticker can say whatever, but I, I want to look at these numbers and see what my what total points my team is doing. See, I don't look at. I don't look at like live scoring. I, I I don't look at anything until Tuesday. I mean, I look okay. at the, the no. You yeah, good? Oh, you you a lot better than me. Yeah, you 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 a lot I'm, better than me, man. Yeah, you a lot better. Than <laughs> I would be. Ch- I don't. I would never check it like during the game, but like as soon as the first game, first set of games are finished, I'm checking it. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to see who, see where I am. Yep, because if if, I, if the majority of my team is playing at one o'clock, I guarantee you by like three o'clock I'm checking the scores and seeing what they're doing. Right. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Let me go look. Let me see. Because if, if someone if someone doing bad, I'm be ready to I'm gonna be ready to throw this damn phone and throw this iPad somewhere. <laughs> so I'm gonna be mad. Nah, sit in and forget it, man. I, I don't have time. I just like to wake up and and, and surprise me. Start my Tuesday off right. Because when Are I looked up serious? there and I saw that I won and I beat B. Because here's the thing, B. If I would have looked at the score, like say for instance Monday, and I saw that I was leading you by however many points I was, I would not have been able to really watch that game. So not knowing what's happened and in my mind thinking, well, you know, I probably just didn't win this one. You know, I'm okay with that and I can sit and watch the game. But knowing that if Antonio Brown catches a touchdown. (laughs) It would have been a wrap. That's the game for me. I don't think I could have watched that game the way I did last night. 
all I needed for him to just score a touchdown. I was like, I, I would have won this. He only gave me like freaking 60 yards, man. I was like, come on. Catch a freaking touchdown. There's a wrap. He can catch a touchdown. But no, he didn't catch no touchdown. Yeah, I, I had him last year. I was like, he better not text me. I thought you was going to check me that night after the game. I said, he better not hit me up at, at this damn game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you was going to hit me up to the game. I was going to be like, you, 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 Ken. <laughs> <laughs> you are oh, listening man. to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. Got my man Beasy and my man Ken on the line. We're talking football, football, football. Make sure that you tell a friend about the show. Dead End Sports at blogtalkradio.com. Uh, excuse me, blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Uh, you can also check out the uh Follow us, follow us on Twitter at Dead End Sports on Twitter as well. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Now let's let's. We normally bring and you guys. I, I meant to tell you guys earlier. My man FIFO, he's usually on here with us tonight. He couldn't make it tonight. Uh, we, this is usually the part of the show we go into FIFO's film study. Uh, since FIFO is not here to do the film study, I will do FIFO's film study for him. Uh, one thing I saw on film, um, big topic of discussion. Uh, and it's always been a topic of discussion, and it probably is going to be a topic of discussion going forward, is the uh, legal and illegal hits that we're seeing in the NFL. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers safety Vernon Golston has been suspended for one game going forward uh, this weekend. Spend one pay one one paycheck. Uh, he will be out this week as Tampa Bay lines up. He will not be playing with them. Um, I think there was a, a, a play in the Green Bay game where uh Redskin safety Brandon Merriweather he hit uh, who was it Eddie Lacy from from Alabama uh gave him a concussion and then like maybe a quarter later knocked himself uh, Merriweather knocked himself out of the game he was fine but not suspended um so what I'm seeing on film is I'm seeing guys still you know they they only have a split second to make the determination where they're going to strike um at this point, I really don't. I, I know what the NFL is trying to do, uh, but you know, you have a split second to make a determination whether or not you're going to hit a guy high or hit him low. Uh, most guys would prefer that you hit them high, you know, because if you hit a guy high and you knock him out, concussion, he's out for two weeks. If you hit him low, you hit his tear his knee up, he's out for the season. But I think what you're going to start seeing is defensive players going low because they don't want to get fined and they don't want to get disciplined by Roger Goodell. So that's what I'm seeing on film for FIFO's film study. Um, now let's take it over to my man Beezy, uh, favorite part of my seg- uh, this segment of the show, um, segment that we call What Up Though. So Beezy, tell them what up though. Uh, what up though, man? I got I got a lot of players and fantasy dudes that tick me off. And my latest what up though and, and mostly San Francisco is in my what up though So firstly I'm going to shout out For my what up though where you at Is Ray Rice You know Ray Rice being one of the premier You know draft picks in the first round And he's giving you 36 rushing yards Which equals to like about 3.3 uh, points In the fantasy league if you're playing That's, You don't want that from your first your first round You know first running back you draft in the first round Next one is uh, Mac Jones Drew And I'm pissed because he's, in, he's on One of my fantasy uh, league teams and he gave me like freaking two point six points, and I'm like, and he's healthy. So I guess this is a, I guess that was a boo on my mistake to picking someone that has no quarterback and has no type of uh, good coaching structure, and the team that has turned their back on Tebow. They might want to get Tebow because they're sucking right now. Another um, <laughs> person is um, he's on my fantasy squad too. Cabernet man, only 127 yards, three ints, and two fumbles. What up though? Like, what, what's up with that? Like, what, what's going on? Like, come on, Cabernet. You, you had damn near out of body experience for me last week, and then you're gonna pull off this. But then I, I should have benched him because he normally have bad games against Seattle Seahawks. So I think right. they is kryptonite or something. I don't know. Another person that was on my fan squad, Anquan Bonin. Where the hell? What's what up though? Like seven reception yards. That's all you got. Like Ken said, he got shut the fuck down, and he really, he really did. Another one, I'm sorry. If you're a 49ers fan, you don't want to hear my what up, though, because Frank Gore, where was you at? That's another one that was going, you know, second, early second, late second round in their fantasy, fantasy squads, and you only get rushed for 16 yards? Like, what, what's up with that? And Geno Smith, three <laughs> INTs, <laughs> three INTs, no touchdowns, and you got the L. He, he probably wouldn't have been on my what up, though, if he would have got the W, but the fact he got the L and he threw three INTs, that's bad, very bad. Another one. He's on my fantasy squad, too. DeMarco Murray, 25 rushing yards. What up, though? 2.5 yeah. fantasy points? Come on. Like, what's going on with that? Another person that, he's he's not an elite receiver, but he's a pretty good receiver, which is uh, Mike Williams. 
Mike Williams was Tampa Bay. He only had nine reception yards. What up, though? And he had a pretty good week last week. You got to give me better results than that. I got to give another one. Eli Manning, that he gets a super what up, though. Oh, this dude man. for yeah. four <laughs> INTs. And a couple of them were, like, super INTs, too. It was like, dude, who are you throwing the ball at? So, and he got the L against his bigger brother, Peyton Manning. So, what up, though, Eli Manning? Another, another super what up, though, goes to the New York Giants. Total rushing uh, offense, 23 yards. Uh, what up though with that? I mean, you got Brandon. You, you brought back Brandon Jacobs. David Wilson, he's just not living up to the bill. He's not doing what he's supposed to do. Another what up though? I'm I'm sorry, if people are not on here, but I gotta I gotta put him on blast, man. His fantasy squad only put up <laughs> the fantasy squad only put up 62.18 points. FIFO goons. It was <laughs> like, come on, FIFO goons. If you if if you the goons, I hope I'm playing him next week. And I gotta, you know what? Hey, look, I'm an equal opportunity, so I'm gonna have to give a what up though to my to my fantasy squads because I'm in five leagues. I did not get one win in, in none of my leagues. This week. Wow. So week two has been week two has not been good for me at all. So I gotta give a what up though to BZ squads. You know my squads are were terrible in week two. You know, and then another one. This is another guy that goes very high on fantasy drafts. AJ Green only four point seven fantasy points. Sticking <coughs> AJ Green in the first. Late first, early second round. You don't want AJ Green to be giving you 4.7 points a week. Another one. Two more people. Uh, really, uh, 4.1 fantasy points. I, I was expecting him to have a lot more points with Rain out, but I guess he just didn't live up to the bill on that one. For that one, he cost me a loss. And Dem- uh, Demarcus Thomas, when he gave me five points fantasy points, so uh, I don't know what's going on. Uh, we need to step up. We need to look better. Um, Detroit, what up, though, to my Lions? Uh, we got the L against Arizona when we had that game, so... That's my business. What up, though? Oh man, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that, hey man, wow. that's like my favorite segment of the show. Beezy's what up, though? Hey, if you're on the list, hey, you already know what time it is. What up, though? Make sure you're not on the list next week. You're listening to Dead End Sports. I'm your host, Twelve Kyle. Uh, right now, let's take it over, my man Ken. We're gonna talk about Ken's field vision. Ken, what's up with the field vision? Man, I I know we are in a different day and age now but i i gotta say man the the nfl the nfl's lack of running the ball these first two games is, is one of the things that i'm i'm seeing yeah. the most you know and it's it's in it's it should be like if you look at the the yardage you only have three players that's averaging over 100 yards a game one of them is on injured reserve and that's shane Vereen. Wow. And, yeah, so you got LaShawn McCoy, who's averaging 118, and you got Doug Martin, who's putting up 104. You know, and, and, and these carry, these, these yardage per game is, is correlated to the amount of attempts they get. Doug Martin is averaging about 25 a game. Everybody else is, is, is at 20 or below, and that's just, that's just not enough. So, for me, is do the teams just really, really don't, do they just don't want to run the football anymore, or are the running backs really that bad in the NFL? And I haven't really quite figured that out yet. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just something that I, I keep noticing. Like Demar, uh, what is um, Demarco Murray, twenty-five DeMarco yards. Right. <clears throat> yeah, David Wilson, seventeen yards. You know what I'm saying? There was a lot of putrid performances. You know, last week, running backs just not eclipsing 100 yards for for whatever reason. And uh, and I don't know, man. I mean, do we just not have any elite running backs in the NFL anymore? Adrian no. Peterson sure isn't running over the over anybody this year. He got I think, I think it's he just, just a passing league, and I, I think that's just. Yeah, I mean, you look at league. the numbers like Beasley mentioned earlier with the A Rod. Uh, uh, I was about to say Alex Rodriguez. A <laughs> Rod, Aaron Rodgers put up. Um, look at even Vic had career numbers on Sunday, even on a loss. And I mean, going over four, both guys going over 400 yards. Peyton threw for over 400 yards, uh, and that seems to be almost like a weekly occurrence. Uh, Eli threw for three and some change, I think. So, I mean, it's just it, it's really it's really really. Beca- I mean, like I was even watching the Falcons game and watching Matthew Edward Ryan throw for he threw for like 380 something and it didn't even really seem like he did but he did you know um it's it's just a passing league man i mean running backs are just you know they and we tweeted out the the question earlier about elite running backs i mean there's a few but it's it's it, the pass the the league is just really really gone 
more towards passing. And I, that's, I, I really don't know why, but that's just the way that it is. You know, Terrell Pryor should not be <laughs> the seventh-ranked rusher in the NFL. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. You know who's below him? Alfred Morris, C.J. Wow. Spiller, Marshawn Lynch. Matt Forte, Arian Foster, Jamal Charles. These are elite running backs that are below Terrell Pryor, a quarterback. Colin Kaepernick is 20th in the league. Below him, Trent Richardson, B. Wow. Ben Jarvis Green Ellis, who made his career in New England, who can't run for shit now. But uh, Fred Jackson, who's splitting time. But Stephen Ridley. He has 86 yards on the season. Alex Smith has four less yards than him, and he's another Alex quarterback. Alex Smith actually led the, the, the game between the Chiefs and the Cowboys this past Sunday. Alex Smith was the leading rusher for both teams. Right, That's so with Jamal Charles uh, and Demarco Murray on the same field. Exactly. So you have these. And, and, and Jamal Jamal Charles is a, is a stud. You can't right. give him the ball. He deserves it. You yeah, know, they need 20 touches. And so, yeah, man, I, I, I just noticed that. I thought the first year was just a fluke. I mean, the first week was a fluke, but then the second the second week, I'm like, you can't trust your running backs anymore. You know, and it's, it's, it's just one of those things. The other thing that I noticed this week was just the lack of teams' ability to finish games. There were, what, two, three uh, game winners at the last second Mm-hmm. Last last week, Chicago pulled it out for the second week in a row. Houston did the same thing, where they almost gave up their game, had to come back and, and win. Right. But it seems yeah. like teams just don't have like have like that one player on defense that can get that stop, like a Ray Lewis. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or or um or what what's that um what's that guy from uh, Erlacher? Somebody like that yeah. that'll just go out there and just make a play. You know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, man. I, so, those are the things that I kind of picked up on this weekend. No running in the NFL, and um, and and just some some lack of playmakers on defense. Okay, those okay. Well, we got it. We got about twenty. We look. I'm sorry. We got about ten minutes left in the show. Um, let's go to our power rankings. Our power rankings. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I will start. B, did you did you do your power rankings for this week? Yeah, yeah, I didn't send an email. Uh, give me yeah, your, give me your, since the same time, give me your top ten. Top ten, I got uh, Seahawks at one. I got uh, Broncos at two. I got 49ers down to three. I think I had them at one before. Um, I got Packers in there. I have the Bears at five. I'm telling you, man, sleeping on the Bears. Bears, I got Bears okay. at five. I got the Texans. I got Texans at uh, six, Falcons at seven, uh, Bengals at eight. And I got the Saints at nine, and surprising, my surprise number ten right now is the Dolphins. Wow! 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 That's kind of high. Okay. <laughs> Dolphins doing all man. Look, Dolphins. Dolphins hey, doing all that. Hey, they're speaking of people, Philadelphia Eagles, I guess. Uh, well, okay, B. Who, who, who's, who's eleven? Who's eleven? I got um, I got, I got um, Lions at eleven. Uh, yeah, I guess you could put the Dolphins back <laughs> there. The Lions uh, back ass losing games. My, Another team that I have. There, there really wasn't a lot of changes. My, my, my change, my biggest change obviously was at the top. I got the Seahawks at one, the Broncos at two, followed by the Niners at three, Patriots and Falcons at four and five, uh, Texans at six, Packers seven, Bengals, Saints are eight at nine, and number ten, rounding out the top ten is Chicago Bears. Um, so really not a lot of changes. I, 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 like I said, the 49ers went from one to three. Um, I had to jump Seahawks with the big win over the 49ers convincingly. I had to jump them over the Broncos. What about you, Ken? What about your power ranking? Uh, Seahawks come in. At, they, they take the top spot uh, without a doubt. Of course, Peyton Manning rolled again, so, so uh, they're second. Uh, 49ers third. Um, uh, four, I'll stick with the, uh, the the Saints. They they managed to win again, so um, they don't look the same. But I, I still I think they'll get it going. Um, four, uh, shit, I, I I can't deny what the Packers did. I don't know if okay. I'm ready to, to 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 sell out on them that that high just yet. 
But um, but I, I'll, I'll give them their props. I, th- I think the Texans showed a lot um, with with their ability to come back. So I go I go Packers four. I go Texans five. Falcons. I'll I'll have them six because they managed to get back on the board again. Um, uh, I, you know what? I'm gonna put the Chiefs up, but I think they'll be. Oh my gosh! You in the top ten? Yeah. Nah, I'm not. Wait. I don't know if I'm sold on the, on the Chiefs just they yet. They two and zero to go quite a skip. <laughs> yeah, but but you know, have they really beaten anybody? You know, um, besides the Cowboys. I mean, they beat my Cowboys. That's why I got to put them up. Uh, you know, a little bit higher. So I go with the. I like the Bengals. Um, at where where am I at? Seven or eight. Uh, Bengals seven, yeah. 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 Bengals seven. Um, let's do shit. Bengals seven. Uh, damn. Chiefs eight. Um, go ahead and put Dolphins in there, man. Let's go ahead and say the Dolphins. Patriots nine. And and I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and stick the Cowboys at ten. I'm not gonna drop them them just yet. Wow, wow, wow! You're listening to dead ends. We, you know, man, we I think we got to try to spend more time with this because these lists are getting <laughs> getting more, and more outrageous as the weeks go by. Oh yeah, man, no. it's funny. Now you're listening to Dead End Sports. I am your host, 12 Kyle. And I got my man Bees and my man Ken on the line. We're talking sports. We're talking football, football. Please tell a friend to tell a friend about the show. Make sure that you follow the show. Uh, also, follow follow the page on, on coming to blogtalkradio.com backslash Dead End Sports. Follow the show. Get show updates. Uh, we do this show each and every Tuesday night. Uh, so make sure that you check that out. We're going to be featured on Stitcher as well as iTunes, as well as every any and everyone, Spreaker, every, every place where you can find us. Uh, so make sure that you do that as well. Um, now let's go to the goal line. We're going to go to our closing statements. Ken, I'll start with you. Let's go ahead and jump into the closing statement. RG3, man, I, I, I hope the brother's well. Um, I'm, I'm watching him closely. I, I can't wait to see what happens with him next week. Um, because you know I, they 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 just look terrible, and uh, and RG three is, is is part partly to blame with that. So so I'm watching him, man. I I, I think they'll turn it around, and I think they'll get better as, as the the season progresses. Okay, what about you, B? Uh, injuries, man. I mean, I know football is a very brutal sport, but it just seems like I think um, Falcons just lost one of their top linebackers. Yeah. He's out for like about six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, Steven Steven Jackson and Reggie Bush left games early because of injuries, and you know, of course, we know about Patriots injuries situation. And this is like, dude, like what what is going on? Is like everybody fragile, or just all these linebackers are just tougher and stronger and faster and just knocking fools out? Because it's like. Every week you turn to now, it's like a major injury now. Someone is, is getting carted off or wheeled off or something. It's like injuries. What's, what's going on? I mean, is this equipment not safe? Roger Goodell, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I just It's just like injuries. just like I'm noticing now with this year. And I know there's been injuries previous years in the NFL, but this year so far it just seems like, man, every time you turn around, someone just getting carted off and injured. It's going away. So, I want to see if if if, if RG3 gonna hold up with that knee. Is Vic gonna be next? You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's, it's just interesting. I'm just interested to see how how these injuries gonna play out through the rest of the NFL season. We only in week two. You know what I'm saying? So are the guys not training hard enough in, in preseason or something? I don't know. It's just it's crazy. That's my closing statement. Definitely, definitely. And I'll I'll end it off with this. I think uh, two things. I think. Um, you know, like B said, in- injuries are part of the game, and, and you hate to see guys get hurt. Um, but uh, one thing I, w- I want to make sure, I uh, want to send a message out to the co- NFL commissioner, Roger Goodell. Uh, this year the Super Bowl is outside. Uh, it's going to be in uh, Giants MedLife Stadium in, in New York City, uh, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Uh, if you believe in the Farmer's Almanac, they are calling for a blizzard. Uh, not a fan of that. I'm sorry I'm just not a fan of it I'm all for playing outside Roger Goodell I understand that they had That you had to throw New York a bone But hey man Let's let's bring the Super Bowls back to the warm weather places Let's bring them back to the Dome 
let's bring it back to Florida. Let's bring it back to California, man. We we, we don't need it outside anymore. Let, let this be the one and only time. I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know how it's going to play out. I hope uh, that we don't get a blizzard for the for the Super Bowl. But if you if you schedule a game in February in New York City, just expect the unexpected. That's it for this week, folks. Uh, once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in as you do each and every Tuesday night. Make sure that you come back next week. Uh, once again, I'm your host, 12 Kyle. This is Dead End Sports with my man BZ and my man Ken. FIFA will be back next week. Uh, we'll be talking football, football, and more football. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Dead Sports. Uh, once again, that's it for this week. We'll holler at you next week. Peace.